Welcome to the Countdown Podcast. We're going to review Gran Turismo for you. My name is Wayne Vroom. <laughs> and my name is Paul, and I have nothing smart to add at the end of my name. This is a brand new 2023 video game adaptation, of course, of the very is popular... It well, it's I like, guess it's as close as you get. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird meta kind yeah, of take yeah. there of, of it. It is... Limited release August 11th around the world, and then apparently wide release in America, North America, in the 25th of August. Yet, we have been lucky enough, with thanks to Kathy Sharp from Sony, mm. to see this one early at a, a critical screen or advanced screening. Yep. Yet, today I'm looking at, at time of recording, which is only a couple of days after we saw it, and there are screening sessions in the regular theater, just one or two of them, like preview screenings happening around Australia. Who knows what the rules are on this? So, I'm confused because we were told Soft very clearly. You're not allowed to let, release this review that we're recording now until Tuesday night, 7 p.m. our time. Yeah. Which, may, which is going to be later than a couple of hours later than what we normally release. So mm-hmm. this will come out at 7.01 Tuesday evening just to keep, you know, no, Paul, follow Paul, the rules. Paul knows what he's doing. And not getting in any trouble yet. I see online one or two reviews already sort of creeping out. So I guess those people are risking their status to be able to see such things. Or are they just people who went to the cinema today and just went, fuck it, and put it online? Uh, that's true because there's no, there's no you know, rag on those people, no, right? But yeah. whereas we have names and we're registered and blah, blah, absolutely, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. So if you're wondering why this appeared later in your feed than normal, that's the reason why. But yeah, it was a fun screening once again as organized by Sony. So thank you again very much. Wayne, this one, then no, obviously, statistics on how it's doing, of course, because that hasn't happened yet. yet yeah. This one's directed by Neil Blomkamp. Which I did not know till the end of the film. And uh, that's quite interesting. Of... Of uh, District, Nine District 9 and Elysium and Crappy Fame. Yes. Screenplays by Jason Hall and Zach Balin based on a story by Jason Hall and Alex Tzis. And of course, as I said, based on the PlayStation game, Grand Turismo at Stars. David Harbour, Orlando Bloom, Archie Madakwe, Darren Barnett, Jerry Halliwell Horner. Who, Dude, not, let's talk about that later. Ginger Spice. None of us realized that until nope. later in the film. And Jomon. Jomon? No, hang on. Jamon Honsu. <laughs> Jamon Honsu. Oh, fuck's yeah. sake. It's all good. Jamon Honsu. Got there <laughs> in the end. Excellent. Uh, music's by Lorne Balfi of Mission Impossible fame and Andrew oh, really? Korsinski. 134-minute runtime. No word on the budget. And as I said, no word on how it's doing. Wayne, what is it about? Okay. So, this is based on, weirdly, an actual true story. Which I did not know. Which Paul did not show at the very end. Because I missed the start of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Paul came in late. And oh, so, came in a couple... Yeah, it's a lot of parking issues at this particular cineplex but yes it is uh, it is it is true and it's a story of this young fella who is a struggling working class gamer and his folks all rag on him because he plays games all day instead of studying or trying to bone people and then a former race car driver who has failed david harbour and an idealistic motorsport exec orlando broom start to get this thing together where they're trying to promote their their nismo company and they have the idea of let's try and get a gamer who loves this game to actually race on the circuit for real. And this is that story, which again is amazingly true. Yeah, which blew my mind a little bit at the end. And my score is a reflection of that. It gets a bump because I'm like, oh. Dude, if it's not a real story, there's a lot of reasons to watch this movie. Because anyone can, like, this seems like a joke, right? Like, Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It seems so ridiculous and so far-fetched. My yeah. wife, my wife, my wife, was like, when she saw this trailer in the cinema, was like, that looks like the biggest piece of shit yes. ever. So it's, it's really appealing to a niche. I played Gran Turismo. I was going to ask you. Back 15, 18 years ago, whenever it sort of came out. Uh, 2011, around this time. Because this was set, yeah. I think it happens in about 2011, this yep. competition took yep. place. I don't think it's set 12 years ago. I think it's just set contemporaneously. But yep. that's when it actually took place. That's when this guy, Jan Madenborough, mm-hmm. got into 
the formula, whatever it was, whatever level, and did very well. So mm. I don't want to spoil it because that would be a spoiler. But you look it all up online, there he is. He was a stunt double for the actor in this movie. Which is kind of cool, right? It's straight up cool. Which they reveal in the uh, end credits there. So if you want that to be a spoiler, I do apologize. But otherwise, yeah, I was very, very surprised that at least the big plot beats in this movie are true. I looked it up as well, and I'm like, he didn't really... Oh, that did happen. Yes. You know, I'm like, shit. And I kept reading down going, well, that can't have happened, but it did. It and did this happen. This can't have happened, but it did. I can see why they made a movie out of this. It's like, you know, there's enough here for a movie, and we spruiked that it's real, and it is. Holy crap. So, yes, as you say, uh, or as I say, it's like, it's like if it wasn't a real story, this would be a stupid like movie. But, surprisingly... Well, it would be a strange... I don't think necessarily be stupid if it's still... Because no, here's, here's my like, big thing. Yeah. The first half of this film is trash. The second half of this film is very good. Really? Hmm, that's what I thought. Hmm. Okay, well... Uh, the first half is setting him up and getting him on this journey. And I don't give a fuck about this guy. And I don't give a fuck that his family do you know what down though? on him. And I don't give a fuck about his minger girlfriend who's ugly as sin. <laughs> and their ridiculous relationship that has one scene to, to establish. And then we're supposed to give a fuck because he's looking at Instagram. Like... All of that is so badly oh, wow. put together. Wait, wait. Do you think the fact that you didn't know it was a real story beforehand colored that first half for you? Because you're like, why am I watching this? That's what maybe, you might think. Maybe. Because I'll tell you this. I expected, even like Paul, Paul was late, so he's texting me and I'm like, yo, don't worry about it, man. I don't expect this to be a fucking be award, winner. award winner, right? <laughs> anyway, as we all know, expectations. Yeah. I thought this was good. I thought this was a good movie. Look, by the end... I thought it was good. Even at the beginning. But I was not enjoying the first half. Look, the first half set up this, that, whatever, right? I understand that the parents are like, I can't believe this kid does this. And his, so- his brother is like a soccer, whatever, up and comer. Super, so. Not a superstar, but, but he's got know, potential. looks promising. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then he's got like nothing going for him, seemingly. I thought his girlfriend was cute. I, I guess you didn't <laughs> like her. Okay, fair enough. I like these toothy white women. You know what you're going to do? Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, ladies, smile. When She's you see a nice way. smile. Anyway, um, <laughs> that beside the point. The setup of that first thing. I, look, I didn't have any particular issue. It definitely ramps up towards the end and you want the second half to be the exciting half, so absolutely. But I will tell you that I think, probably do loathe to call it an adaptation, but like it's more like a, a, a biopic which happens to incorporate the game. I don't know. Yeah, as right? opposed to... but yeah, As opposed to being like inside the plot of the game. It's not a plot in a game because it's a racing game. No, it's a racing car simulation. So, yeah. and it prided itself. And I don't know if actually the creator or not who's, who's in well, the film... But they've got a guy playing that that guy. Yes. And the whole thing that they emphasize is this: we tried to make the most realistic racing simulator that we could, that was possible. Yeah. We, you know, so it's as close to driving a car. Like, you know, remember all those old school flight simulators yes. and everything else? You know what? It's not an adaptation. Because Need for Speed, the Aaron Paul one, the mm-hmm. one he, that apparently is a piece of shit. I never saw it. But no, that, seemed, that is made up to take place inside the game and the world of the game. This is about the real life which happens to be about the game. But that's where it gets complicated because it, it's, it's a movie about... Yes, you're right. Yeah. It's, in a way, it's a biopic. Yes, it's not an adaptation, I don't think. But they're calling it a video game adaptation yeah, because look, it's, I would a, too. it's a movie of the game because you can't make a movie of a game just where you pick a car and then you spec it out and then you drive it and you make money and then you build up a bigger car and a better car and you put more stuff on that and you rise exactly. through the ranks. That's that's, that's not just the exciting. life of my cousins. Exactly. <laughs> That's the real life of my cousin. So that's what happens, right? So, um, but I, I will tell you this: you did miss the, a couple of interesting at the very beginning when he sits down in his chair and he got his new like gaming steering wheel and he sets it up and ooh, let's do this and people are calling him. No, no, I just want to do a quick car. And he makes a quick car up and he actually there's this graphic of the bling bling of the the engine the cycling, cycle through just like yeah. there. And that's one of the strengths of this movie, I think, the way they incorporate 
the the graphic elements of the game into the real thing is actually done in a very tasteful and quite interesting manner. Mm. I thought I thought that the Cinematography was very good. There was drone city shots up in yeah, here. Yeah, the the actual filming of the races. Very, very some good. Some exhilarating stuff. Because it's like it's sweeping through as the cars yep. was, but and like it's well, this is actually really good and it looks really cool. And there's Agreed. even moments where they sort of interface like graphical versus real stuff. And at, at one stage, you one or two of those work really well. There's one which looked really rushed with a, with and a not car. good. Yeah. I didn't mind that one. I was, I was like, I'm going, looking at a computer game. What's it doing? Ugh. But then it turned, then it shows you that that shot is a computer game. So it's okay. No, no. Well, he, it's no, com- it wasn't. It was part of the race. If we're thinking about the same one. Uh, it okay. went. He went zooming in on it and then the car formed. Like, yeah, like, he, they, like he went, it deformed or came away yeah, yeah, from yeah, him yeah. and then it came back in on him again. No, that's meant to be representative of the real world. But was the was the, the, the spirit of the shot meant to be, yeah, this is going to be a graphic shot, but he's in it, so we're just showing you that the car It's takes- in the middle of a race. You can't just switch to that without any... It's, anyway, you're being oh, yeah. way too defensive. Okay, that's, I mind. It's not I a good moment. It. I didn't mind it. But there are, so, there are some good moments in the special effects. And as you said, those drone shots are great. And here's where I want to give it real props. Bring it. There are moments in this film, and I won't spoil how and why and whatever else, but where there are accidents and crashes. Where my sphincter clenched. Yeah. It's like, shot holy well. Holy shit. It's shot well. Because, yeah, yeah like, I, not to say it's a phobia or a fear of mine, but it's like something I'm aware of probably driving faster than the average person. Yeah, on Paul average. is a fucking speed freak, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it so I do 150 in a 60 zone. I don't. I just go a bit faster and just, you know, weave <laughs> through traffic. But you could see it coming. And when it's coming, I'm like, oh, shit. No, it's scary. And it's actually, motorsport is just so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And like, they're going so fast. And you do feel it in this movie, I think. Like, you, um, as a guy who's not particularly interested in cars, I look at motorsports movies and I'm like, you better be some dramatic ass cool shit here for me to like it. And that's... Well, that's why I'm surprised you died the first half because it's really, by the numbers, thinly painted, boring family shit. But that's because it's real. Like I, I, because I walked in knowing it's real. It's like okay, well, we need to know who this kid is. So here he is. Sure, we need to know why. I didn't think he was particularly. No, he's not particularly charismatic or anything. But then kids that age aren't. You know, it's like (laughs) some of them are. I wasn't. (laughs) Therefore, well, I don't. I don't think I knew anyone that charismatic either. (laughs) But I guarantee you, there's some people in this world who are very charismatic at that age. At fifteen. Is he 15? Is that when it starts to be? He doesn't look know. 15. He looks maybe, like 17, uh, 18, 19. Okay, maybe he's yeah. like 19. St- uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know what drinking age is in the We UK. were better back then. We were better in our 19s. <laughs> Early teens. <laughs> um, but, but I wanted to give props, though. I've said, you know, I've sort of shown that the one human angle that does work and the relationship which does foster well in the film is David Harbour and him. Agree completely. And it's because David Harbour can carry this thing on his back. No problem. David Harbour is the standout of this thing yep. because you feel every, like, his, his, I'm washed up, has been, and I get frustrated by these other drivers, pop, 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 pop thing. Yep. That actually feels like something. Like it actually, and you can tell that he's not living vicariously through the kid, but he wants the kid to succeed. Where he didn't. Where he didn't, right? Yeah. And it's a genuine, not fatherly, but a little bit fatherly. Well, of, we'll come to that. Probably, yeah. that's probably getting into spoilers a little bit, but yeah. I, I did appreciate that. I want to say one other thing before we go to spoilers, and Please. I think that Orlando Bloom's character is really mishandled in this movie. They didn't know what to do with him. They wanted mm. to position him as being a villain at certain points, but they're not at other times. And then when he became villainous in a couple of moments, they then backed right away from it and didn't follow through on it. And I'm like, fucking pick a lane. They, Bloom. Not your fault, the writers. Well, there was a, a villain as such in the show, but yes. it wasn't Orlando Bloom. No, no, uh, but I know what you mean. Like he's the he's the suit, basically. Yes. And everyone else is the creative. So that's where that's the space he's filling. I agree. It didn't ring quite true. No, and I'll tell you why in spoilers. Yeah, okay, good. Um, other than that, I think the the story gave me a few Karate Kid vibes in terms of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like in terms of like the 
underdog thing going on. Yeah, so yeah. I quite liked that. So well paced. I know you didn't like the first part, but I thought it was quite well paced. It could have been a lot hokier than it was, is what I'm saying. This thing is actually quite like I wasn't bored at any stage. I know you were, but yep. I was like, okay, keep me going. And then bang, bang. It's like I can't remember how long. How long is it? Is it two like, hours fifteen? Shit, it didn't feel like two hours fifteen, would, bro. This, this film needed fifteen minutes cut out of the first half. Really? Okay. For me? Yeah. For, for me? Mine. Didn't think. All so. right, there you are. Once for once, one of us is saying no. Don't make a film shorter. That's quite the ups amazing thing. I we might be in for a really high score here. Wayne is talking it up big time. I, again, I'd expected nothing and got quite well, a bit. As we said, expectations kill you, you or go. they can make it for you. All right, then let's find out about all the other bits and pieces. So if you haven't seen the film, check it out now because well, after Jack speaks, we're going to be going right into spoilers. You can't handle the truth. Well, and the truth is, Wayne loved this film like it's his long lost child. Liked it. I would say <laughs> loved it. But like, again, pleasantly surprised. Now, where you want to start? Uh, all right. Look. For me, Orlando Bloom's character, we start. We show him starting. He's in a bit of a desperate stage. He's trying to convince Nissan to sign on to his idea to you know market their cars, which are falling out of favour through Gran Turismo. Through Gran and Turismo, this. and he's kind of you know he's a bit unkempt and his tires undone when he's presenting to them and whatever. So he's meant to be a bit of an underdog. He's got the worst hair. <laughs> and then they do sign. They do agree to getting to this, and so he goes to find a instructor or a guy who can teach these kids once they are make it through GT Academy or whatever it's called. Everyone says fuck off. Yep. And David Harbour's the last one. Who also says fuck off. Initially and then has his bad run in with the villain, the big villain of this, this team, Tim Kappa. I don't even know if it's a real team or not. I made Me up either. one for this film. Well, they're McLaren, right? The gold car. Were they? I yeah, thought it was a Team Kappa. Yeah, I don't know what anyway, anyway. Let's show how much we know about motorsport apologies nothing, to those who love it. Then he gets abused by them so he goes and joins up because fuck them. Mm-hmm. You can tell David Harbour, first of all, He's rough on them. He's tough on them, like a drill, like a drill instructor. But he's not a prick. And he, you can tell because of his performance, because of the way he nuances his way through this, yes. that he does. He's trying to protect them. Yeah, he's he not doesn't want them harsh. to get there. Not because he doesn't believe they don't deserve it, like everyone else seemingly on the racing circuit. Because this could kill them. They yes. make a mistake, you die, you, or worse, as he says, you kill someone else. I thought that was a really that was a good scene. I enjoyed that. Then we get to the training fucking montage. Mm. Oh shit! That was I'm like, oh come on, really? I really dis- was disappointed. Why? In that and by like, there was nothing really amazing. They didn't really show Jan standing out way more than anyone else. In fact, he fucks up quite a few times, but does make a good call, which makes David Harbour, because I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Yeah, respect him a little bit because he's like, no, no, I know this car. You know this car. You've driven it on a fucking virtual virtual course. Mm. No, trust me, it's the, the brakes were glazed. Yeah. Now that was what I liked about that by comparison is that. It wasn't just a case of, hey, this kid really has got something. Oh, he's really got something. He had to fight for that spot. He had to really fight for that. And he was actually going to be kicked out until he, well, he had a smash and this happened. That's what I'm saying, when the brakes were And then it turns out he was right. Okay, you got a shot, kid. Now do better. And he kept on doing better, right? And so then someone gets knocked out. Now he's in the five. And then finally he wins by a hair's breadth against the cocky American dude. Right? Which, that was fine Then in that in that last bit. Okay, he, he just wins. Okay, of course it's by that much. But... Then Orlando Bloom saying, no, no, no. Do we really want to give it this guy? Because yes. he's not as polished. He's not as presentable. He's not going to look as good as the winner of this. And then they cut away. So this is one of his villainous moments where he's like, no, 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 no. It was undermined his whole process because it's about the bottom line, which is the dollar, as you yes. said, the suit. Yes. But then we cut away to the reveal of it's showing their reactions of he wins. Jan wins. Okay. Hooray. We don't, there's no like fallout of this. Well, okay. So let me tell you this. I'm sorry, but I've been Orlando Bloom. 
Like, I've actually been the guy who's looking at people we're filming and I go, not that one, not that one, not that one, this one, this one, and this one, right? And then the product at the end looks better for like... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I understand why he said it, but what I didn't like was they didn't stick with it and show him being pissed off or how he won the argument or then the fallout from it afterwards. He's just like, okay, cool, no worries. No, nope, that's how it is though. But when you when you say, oh, you fight for a particular creative decision and it doesn't go your way, you all you have left is to support what happened. So I kind of didn't have a problem Still with need that. to see it. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean... It just looks like he's being petulant and petty and then he's fine. Yeah, it's more like the, the flip-flop of someone who hasn't got uh, any more power in a, in a particular decision and it's like, well, go with it. So, but anyway, okay. No, I get that. I get that. But if then he has come so much screen, power later on that he you know he can decide, oh, we're doing Le Mans and we're going to bring in the other two second and third place getters in that tournament even though they've been racing in some fucking other level. Okay, and they're going to do Le Mans. But that's how it is. Like when you're doing something like this, you it's your it might be your call to do something, and if it fails, it's all your fault. So that's why he's like, no, we will do Le Mans because this, and that's the only way we can do it. So I know what you mean. He went back and forth, but I had no problem with the ambiguousness of the character. I would I have much rather how. he was straight up slick suit because that would have fitted with him fighting back and pushing back. Because it's this, this like I said, he's all over the shop. But then he, yeah, I suppose he could have been that character that was in like you no know, Ford versus Ferrari, the the um the Josh Lucas character who's yeah. like the the right hand man. He could have been that. That probably would have been a bigger contrast and possibly would have worked better. I understand. It's a wishy washy thing for you. So I didn't like his character. Fair enough. But Jack is the name of David Harbour's character. Their their burgeoning relationship, and he eventually tells him his whole story about what happened to his career, mm-hmm. and that's how what's after Jan's big accident, which was an incredible scene in the movie. Now that's talking yeah, on. Yeah. I don't know if that part's true. He killed someone. He did. He did. All right. And that's what I looked up first because I'm looking at this and there's a bit in the film where obviously you know, he gets this big crash and kills a spectator and it destroys him. Now I, I said that must have been something they wrote in to make this uh, a more like dramatic story. No, it really happened. And there's right. video of that and the exact same thing happened where his car lifted wow. off okay. and went through a barrier. And the only difference is that in the movie Jan like woke up in hospital. But in the real life, he actually got out of it. There's photos of him standing next to the car. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't fucked up that bad. But that's a pretty like for that to be a thing and then dramatizing it is not too. It's not true. Overly dramatized. I think it's actually mm. it's real. So that's impressive. Yeah, we're in the second half of the film now. This is the, this is the part of the film that I did appreciate. You know, yes. he's, he's in the league and he's got to finish top four to qualify in six races or something or other to qualify for the highest level. Yes. It's not Formula One, obviously, but whatever other type of cars that drive at Le Mans. And that's why I think. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Because <laughs> to my mind, well, I'll, I'll jump in to say, yeah, yeah, go on. to my mind, like, oh, of course we have to wait till the sixth race and him just to finish fourth. There. Now, did that happen in reality? I as don't well? know, but I'll tell you this, though, right? This is what I was going to say. The way that they handled his going through the heats, and it's like, because he's got a, he's got a, he's got however many races to finish at sixth. least fourth, sixth race, right? Yeah. And it's like, 16th place, 23rd yeah. place. Didn't finish. Boom, boom, boom. Like, it felt like it Even was. Even the graphic earned. that pop up when, he's, when they're having the wide shots of the car driving and it goes, fifth, ninth, yeah. whatever it is. But they whipped through it. See, it yeah. wasn't this case of like, I'm going to see seven, six races now. I, I would have been pissed off at that. They just went boom, boom, no, boom, no, boom. No, we didn't want a three hour film with this. No, no. for sure. That, so. Again, that part, once he's a, he's a, so to speak, a bona fide racer, mm-hmm. once he's in there and, you know, he's warned he's going to cop a lot of crap from the pit crew and everything else. He gets one dude who says three lines to him. I'm like, okay, I guess we're glossing over that part of it. No, the pit crew were were definitely dismissive of him, and yet yep. the other asshole and everyone else hates him, In, including that other driver who wasn't the the yeah the, the other driver the other drivers were yeah they didn't they thought that was alright. I, I missed a little bit of uh, rubbing it in the other driver's face. That would have been nice at the end. We could have had that moment. Yeah, I would have shot on his um car. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, that's always the case. Because he's just like, a, a, a sort of frowny look like, Ugh, you beat me. And that's it. He walks off. I'm like, that's his comeuppance? Mm. Fuck, Seriously, know, okay. pissing on the car door handle at the very least. Um. <laughs> Sugar in the gas <laughs> tank. Oh, definitely, definitely. Just your dick in his coffee. Anything, really. Just like <laughs> Sounds like that'd be painful. <laughs> yeah. Wait till it cools down. All right. So um, how did you... Now, let's talk about the important part of the film, Paul. I was thinking all the way through the film... Man, I would totally do his mom. And then oh, it turns out, you? I would. And I was like, she's, she's cute as a button. And then we find God out damn. it's fucking Ginger Spice. You and know I'm, me. Oh, fuck you. I see fuck a pair of thick, weedy breasts. And <laughs> all logic flies oh, out the up, window. Shut up, bitch. You're a bitch. Well, um, <laughs> you brought this up, not me. I don't know how old she is. She did look like an older lady, but you know how I am. And um, <laughs> But she was like gorgeous. And I was like, she's pretty with the, with the blonde hair, with, with, the, with the red hair. And that's why you didn't like her. But it's Ginger Spice Man. And I'll tell you this. At the stage where like the accident happened and there's a shot of her reacting to seeing her son possibly dead, she did a pretty good job. That's why I didn't think it was a Spice Girl. I thought it was a motherfucking actress. And turns out well, there I'll you tell are. you what Wayne wants both. what he really, really wants. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pick, not pick on, I'm going to call Jomin Honsu. That man, doth not age. He's got a bit of grey now happening in his facial hair. But you don't see. We all know oh, this. I know that, but still, holy shit. That man is a freak. A blood diamond, if you will. Like, I remember him yes. from Armistad in, like, the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's 30 years ago, almost, that movie. He's it's like hard to believe. Yeah, no, he's the guy, though. I like, worry that he is the precursor of an alien invasion or the first clone or whatever it is, because that man just... Whew, that's the case though. Like the only guy who, the only black guy who looks old now is Sam Jackson, but he's probably like two hundred or three hundred. So <laughs> at least, yeah. So um, no, you're right. No, but he, um, you know, the, the father-son relationship between Jaimon and yeah, uh, you didn't buy again, it so much. I didn't buy that. As you, as you, we started to say, and this is what I want to point yeah. out. Jack does become a surrogate father to Jan because his dad has not paid him enough attention and has been sort of putting it all on the older brother. And just trying to kick his younger son's ass into line, saying, so, "You know, wind up working on a shit job like me, unless you get your, because you're not going to be a racing car driver. Mm-hmm. No one is. Point oh one percent of people who try. He doesn't mm. say those words, but that's what it is. Yeah. And then we get one tearful moment. And I should have, I should have been a more supportive of your son. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. All right, yeah, tick that box. Good fuck off. Let's get back to the race. Uh, you know, I mean, like, but then again, like to watch it drawn out I don't know I don't know okay fine again because what I'm saying the family stuff is very thinly sketched in it's very boring didn't do it for me because it's all on the track Paul but I wanted to see the the track stuff and when it does go to the track stuff it's a much better film I also didn't give a fuck like I said about the girlfriend which gets a little bit too much time that's just because as I've said to you Paul the hero needs to fuck someone (laughs) All right. Wayne's hero needs no, to no, fuck someone. No, no, that's how it is in Hollywood okay someone is getting fucked by the hero or it's less interesting as a movie case in point uh, Dial of Destiny. How about this? The thing. <laughs> no one gets fucked in the thing. Well, they do, but not in a uh, um, in a but traditional carnal sense. Um, yeah, but there's no. There's. It's not. It's not. So in other words, <laughs> a little bit sweeping statement you made. All right, fine. Look, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's all dudes on a rig. There was no, and they're all straight. So there's no like romantic opportunity. So him not getting fucked in the McCready's thing. still a hero. It's fine. He's the hero. Yes. But like, it's not in a contemporary setting. They're in Antarctica or something. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the only film review that's mentioned the thing and Gran Turismo in the same <laughs> breath. Yeah, well. I mean, if it's contemporary, someone getting fucked. Anyway, so... <laughs> 
Okay, I mean... Anything else from you, Wayne, to, to talk this one up? What else did you love about it so much? You seem very enamored. Yeah, so you I know am how, surprised. You know how on the track when... Like, this is a silly little thing, but I thought it was handled well. When you know, all the cars are going and you just see the position five or whatever on top of his car. I was saying, yeah. Wasn't that cool? Like, yeah, Because right. it yeah. looks... I haven't played the game, I'll be honest with you, but I've seen people play the game. <laughs> and it looks like that to me. So, I mean... And, and in terms of like your audience like experience... It's a seemingly like brash way to sh- show you where he is, but because it's in the context of this is what the game looks like, it makes it okay. So I thought to myself, these are good creative decisions. I don't think that is the way the game looks, because you, unless, it? unless it's a replay at the end. Like you're, it's first-person driving perspective, basically. Ah, see, there you go. But it looks third like, a, but but that's the a gamification of that scene, which kind of works for me. So that was that was something I thought was cool, you know. But yeah, as I said, look, I mean, look, this isn't the best movie ever. It's just way better than I expected. Oh, yeah, that's fair. So, uh, that's fair. All right, what are you going to score it then, Wayne? <sighs> Final thoughts and your score, sir, your please, mm-hmm, sir. Mm-hmm. It is a 73. Okay. All right. Three yeah. and a half stars for Wayne. Mm-hmm. Bordering close to four stars. Four stars, I want to take an umbrage, but I can live with three it's and a half. four stars, 75. I don't... 75 plus. 76 plus. plus. 76 plus. Okay. And your score? My score, 60. That's not bad for Paul. Three stars for not me. Not bad for Paul. Smack Magnum right there. Would have got the bump at the end if it wasn't for... Oh, this is actually true? Holy... It would have been a two and a half star for me. And if someone died, more. So if more people died, you'd be like, I don't want people to die. 80. I don't want people to die in a Grand Turismo <laughs> film. Thank you. Had he walked up and smacked that guy in the face or need him in the nuts, couple more might, might have got a couple more points. Here. <laughs> All right. That's our review of Grand Turismo. What did you think? Do you agree with Wayne? Think it's amazing? Well, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Or solid, like I'm saying. Let us know. Vile. Oh, did you hate it? Slash, like my wife potentially, or did you love it <laughs> beyond belief? You can let us know via email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com on X, if you really feel like it, at the Countdown PC. But more importantly, check out thecountdownpodcast.com for all our links to everything, including our Patreon page and our merch store where there's new things you can now buy. I need to get that sorted. So do we need to sort out our Absolutely. prizes from yes, live stream for the cure? Quick question. Yeah? If Twitter is now called X... Yep. And your interaction on Twitter used to be called a tweet. What's it called now? No, they're not retweets. They're called posts and reposts. So this is posts. the worst decision. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> They've already built a brand and now they just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're shitting all over it. Yeah. In the Elon Musk way. But that's it from us today. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. And this has been The Soundboard. You know me. I see a pair of thick, weighty <laughs> breasts <laughs> and all logic flies out the window. It was funny the first time. It was not Just funny the first time. Just as funny the second. <laughs> not we'll even close. Catch you next time. <laughs>